welcome to the first episode of Elsie's Yoga Kula, where we share, cultivate relationship, and deepen our yoga by entering the community of the heart, which is both your own heart and it's the heart manifesting as the company that we keep. I've been uh, talking a lot about getting this new facet of the podcast up. And it's finally here, and I'm recording it outside of my home uh, with Hunter sleeping. And her daddy, Randy, is uh, taking care of her. So I got an opportunity to come out and record this finally. So some of you guys may have been listening for a while to Elsie's Yoga Live and Unclogged podcast. So you may be a bit more aware of my story, but some of you may just have started to listen. So I'll just do a really quick recap. I lived in Los Angeles and taught yoga in Los Angeles until October 2007. While I was there, I was blessed to have uh, lots of fabulous classes and an incredible community of both students and teachers that I could delve into and cultivate. The, um, The LA yoga community is just thriving and abundant and, oh, well, now I live in Pittsburgh. I transported to the Berg for love. And I'm very happy to be here. I have the best family ever, ever, ever with my soon-to-be husband and my nine-month-old little daughter, Hunter Rose. The only thing that I'm really lacking here is, uh, other than the Jamba Juice, (laughs) and I digress, is the yoga community. Um, Having started teaching again, thank God, after my baby was born, And being able to once again post my classes has given me a connection to you all, and I cannot tell you how much it means to me. The power of this medium and our ability to share together this incredible practice is one of the the greatest blessings in my life. So I I decided to share a little bit more. I want you guys, all of you that are part of this podcast and practice together, to, to really get a chance to know each other a little bit more. Plus, it gives me the opportunity to share a little bit more about yoga and uh, a little bit more about me, since generally uh, when we open the podcast with their classes, I I try to keep it to about five minutes, sometimes six minutes, but that introduction is really just to give you a little tidbit, and sometimes I want to share a little bit more than I'm able to, so I decided to do this. You guys up for it? So to begin... Here we go with our first voicemail, and this one is from Nikki from Des Moines. Hi, Elsie. This is Nikki. I have been doing your classes on your podcast for a while now, and I just wanted to give you a call and say thank you for your work. Um, It's very difficult for me to get to yoga classes because I work at a really busy nonprofit, and I really enjoy your classes and listening to your your corrections of your students and just learning and being more attentive to my body through hearing you um, help other people be more attentive through classes. I've really appreciated um, the two relaxation classes, the yoga nidra and the chivasana class, and I just wanted to say thank you for all your hard work, and I hope everything is going well with the new baby um, or your pregnancy, depending on, you know, if you've had her or not yet. Um, so good luck and grace and peace, and um, and thank you. Nikki, I am so thankful. You are so welcome. You know, I do, I have to do another one of those 
Deep Shavasana, Yoga Nidra episodes. I've heard a lot of you guys have really enjoyed that. And uh, I personally love those. I love those. I love recording them and I love doing them. I used to practice Yoga Nidra um, at home a lot. Uh, not so much anymore. <laughs> I'm sure one of these days I'll sure be able to do it again. Uh, the mommy life sometimes gets in the way of Yoga Nidra. Nikki, thank you so much for the call. I'm a very big RSS lover. RSS. RSS is sort of like using a DVR to record the shows that you want to watch. RSS stands for Real Simple Syndication, which means that you can syndicate or publish material simply, simply, haha, in quotes. Most websites nowadays have a feed associated with them. So if you subscribe to the feed, then whenever new content is published, then you're that to that feed you can receive it automatically this brings me back to the whole dvr metaphor so you can you can read listen or watch that content whenever you want the way that you're subscribing to this podcast is via rss feed when you are in itunes for the majority of you subscribe subscribe via itunes there's some of you out there that are nutty and do it another way which is great but anyway If you subscribe to any podcast using iTunes, you are subscribing via their RSS feed. Okay? Sorry for the long-winded explanation. I just, I'm really just doing this for those of you who may want to know a little bit more about RSS feed, and I just kind of wanted to clarify that a bit. So, in order to receive content, you need to have some sort of RSS reader, right? Because you have to input it somewhere, like you have the DVR recorder thing. That's where you get all the stuff, right? So an RSS reader is something like iTunes. Now, iTunes deals primarily with audio and video podcasts. My personal favorite RSS reader that deals with audio, video, but mainly text feeds is Google Reader. I subscribe to a lot of feeds, and I love reading them on my cell phone. (laughs) Google Reader has a really easy and simple mobile site, and and it has a regular site too online, but the mobile site is somehow, uh, it kind of resonates with me. It's easier for me to read it on the mobile now that I'm a mommy, and I can do that anywhere anyway. um, So I, I check on the mobile site countless times a day. Okay, the reason for this huge discussion is that I'm going to share with you guys blogs, posts, videos, etc. that I find inspiring from Google Reader. Because sometimes I just want to share all this stuff with you guys and it just doesn't match up and I never remember to do it when I start to do the intro, so here goes. Okay, I'm not sure how I found this blog, to be honest. I, I click here and there and so here I am. But I am absolutely loving every post. It's called Rose Garden Yoga. And it's by a yoga teacher named Elizabeth Goodman. And she's a certified Anusara teacher. Woohoo! Oh my God, I'm thrilled. Every time I see a post in my Google Reader, I, I, I can't tell you how much I enjoy reading the posts. They are so inspiring. They are so full of thought-provoking information. I'm inspired by her eloquence and her love of the garden. Oh, it's so worth your time. So worth your time great insight into yoga into the yoga of every day so it's like applying your yoga practice to everyday things it's just amazing um, another blog that I'm digging and that I've subscribed to is the everything yoga blog 
And that one, it's at, oh, and I, I don't think I give you the, the let me see, like the, uh, the Rose Garden Yoga. Goodness gracious, I think it's at rosegardenyoga.com. But if that's not it, I will um, put a, pl- uh, a link in the show notes so that you guys can link to it via that way. So don't worry about it. I think it's rosegardenyoga.com. But anyway, let's go back to um, Everything Yoga blog. Now, the Everything Yoga blog, it's, it's at itsallaboutyoga.com. It's all about yoga.com. That will also be linked up in the, in the show notes. I enjoy this person's posts very much. I kind of searched around to see if uh, her name or his name was up there, and I, I really couldn't find out who, who is the publisher for this blog, but I totally enjoy it. There's, I always end up with some, like, some sort of new information, whether it be a, a specific point of view about philosophy or um, some sort of new product. Uh, or some sort of website or whatever. I I believe that I enjoy reading the post so much because the author's voice is so natural and just absolutely down to earth. And that that kind of stuff really gets to me. There's there's no I don't know. There's a, the real reality to the person who's writing. So check those two blogs out and use your Google Reader. That way you don't have to go to different places to do it. You can just read it all at once. It's really fantastic. You can read so many more blogs in one place. Kind of like having your own special magazine. All right, and um, all right, here is a nifty little product. Remember how I told you I was going to be sharing some products with you, some things that I find exciting and stuff that I'm totally digging? Well, here's a nifty little product that I loved. And I found out about it via the Everything Yoga blog that I just mentioned. Okay, so I'm sure you all have come across those SIG water bottles, at SIG, S-I-G-G, water bottles, the ones that are made out of, you know, not plastic. <laughs> They're really cool bottles from Sweden. Well, you can totally make your own personalized ones. I'm a huge personalization kind of person like anything that I own I have to put stickers on it or embroider my name on it or write on it with crayons (laughs) but anyway I digress this uh these bottles are awesome they've got like I think about set between seven and ten uh types of bottle that you can buy but in every one of these different styles you can write something on them like you can they will basically manufacture them with your own personalized whatever it is that you want to put anything anything oh my god I already have two of these sig water bottles not the personalized ones and I love them I have them I love them so much so you got I'm, I'm, I'm definitely trying to get another one but I can't really justify it since I already have two but if you guys want them go to www.cafepress.com slash designer slash sig s-i-g-g and I'll put a link in the show notes you can see how to do it it's so easy it's really the coolest thing ever plus if you don't know about cafe press you'll get a chance to check out that site it's a great resource for creating your own stuff like t-shirts and bags and other mugs and things like that it's awesome and now for our next voicemail this is Mary from Houston Elsie, hi, my name is Mary Beshears. I'm calling from Houston, Texas, and don't call me back. I have to tell you that eight months ago, I moved and uh, started a new job in a new city, lost my yoga practice, and then on 
Sunday, yesterday, I found your website and I started doing your yoga. And I have to tell you, thank you very much for sticking with it. I think you are the best teacher I have ever had in my seven years of yoga training, and I would be lost without you and your um, podcast. Please keep up the good work. It's hard being a working mom. Welcome to the world. Thank you. Bye-bye. Dude, Mary, totally humbled. Thank you. You are way too sweet. I'm so glad that the podcasts are able to serve you. Honestly, I'm, I'm very very glad and I absolutely know how you feel I totally get it and I'm working hard at this whole mommy thing I'm doing my best and all that (laughs) plus all the other stuff that I want to do and I think that at times the will to do it all comes from a desire to connect and to serve you guys more fully and just because I really really honestly enjoy it so I, I'm very thankful for you reaching out for me to me. Yay! Hey guys, so it doesn't have to be just voicemails. It can be email. So this is our first email from Nora. She wrote to me via Facebook. She is in North Carolina. Hi, Elsie. I am a podcast fan and listener and an Anusar-inspired yoga teacher. I'm about 10 weeks pregnant right now, and I feel so frustrated by the conflicting information about what one can and cannot do in terms of asana while pregnant. I was working. I was wondering what your experience was uh, with the practice during your pregnancy and specifically wondering about inversions in the first trimester, to do or not to do. Thanks, Nora. So Nora wrote to me in April, and when she wrote that to me, she wasn't uh, the only person that has reached out to me regarding prenatal yoga and prenatal yoga practice. And I have been kind of having back and forth uh, conversations with some others of you, you know who you are, um, about this. So what I decided to do is to post. I actually decided, she inspired me by this question, to post Empowering Your Prenatal Yoga Practice, Advice from Yogi Mama to New Yogi Mama on my website. I'll have a link in the show notes if you haven't had an opportunity to read it. But this was my response to Nora. All right. So regarding inversion during the first trimester, if you're comfortable and steady going up into them, knowing how to hold to the midline and create balanced action, I don't think there's anything wrong. I would choose not to do long holds. Please remember that the greatest danger, for lack of a better word, for miscarriage are between the weeks of 11 to 13. During those weeks, I would suggest taking it very easy and choosing to do less more quiet, settled cooling practices, and I would mainly concentrate on restoratives and relaxation. Happy face. <laughs> After that, the sky's the limit. Like I said in the article, meaning I'm talking now in the Empowering Prenatal Yoga Practice article, this is your practice, your body, and the best teacher is you. You must choose to courageously listen and feel you and your little one pulsating within. As you practice, your baby is with you. That little life takes precedence. The baby is opening to grace. Hope that helps. Please feel free to ask any more, any, some more. Enjoy your bounteous self. XOXOXOXO, hugs and kisses. So that was my response to her. Um, and this was Nora's response back to me. 
Thank you so much, Elsie. I so much appreciate your generosity of spirit and information. I feel that your blog and podcast are all about service and taking time to really help other people. And I want you to know that they are very, very appreciated. I am a medical student and have decided to write a little document on the physiology of pregnancy and try to integrate that information with Anusara principles. We'll see where that goes. How cool is that? How cool is that? Nora, if you're listening, I want to kind of see if that paper actually came to fruition because how cool would that be? Anyway, so continuing with her email. I was really touched by your message to soften. I was working with that in my practice yesterday, telling myself to embrace softness because I'm going to need to have a soft heart and be gentle with myself and with my baby when it is born. Right now, 10 weeks, I feel so much fear that something is going to go wrong that I can't bring myself to fully believe that this little being within me will make it all the way. Oh, I know how you feel. I totally know how you feel. But I think that it is about opening to grace. Blessings don't get any bigger than this. Accepting bounty and blessing can be strangely difficult. Yes, sister. Anyway, love to you and your family and many thanks, Nora. How sweet was that? So I actually reached out to Nora and asked her if it would be okay to share this conversation, and this is what she uh, let me know. No problem. I would love it. I have been having so much fun practicing since the second trimester started. I find it very empowering to do handstands and other arm balances and backbending too. I had the funniest sensation when I practiced after a few Urdhva Dhanurasanas. I came down and the little baby just went wiggly. <laughs> Usually he's very chill and then pops to life during Shavasana. I think that having the, that, uh, the fear evaporate has been so wonderful. I love yoga and want to share it with my baby. Take care and look forward to the podcast, Nora. Thank you so much, Nora, for allowing me to share uh, your words with everybody. And I am so happy that you're having a little boy and you are practicing so well. And, you know, I believe that uh, the prenatal yoga practice is really yours. Um, there are, of course, specific contraindicated pra- uh, things that I don't believe you should do. And if you are in tune with your body and you read and you read as much information as you can, you have a qualified prenatal teacher that has been, you know, kind of worked with this, um, you will be able to design a practice that will serve you the most. There are some people who, um, you know, shouldn't be doing a strong practice, especially those of you ladies who have decided to just start practicing yoga when you when you're pregnant, which is generally what happens. It's like people start to practice yoga because their doctor tells them that it's a good thing to do while pregnant. And so the practices designed for these women are absolutely like 100% different than somebody who's been practicing yoga for a while and can do inversions and can you do backbends because we know the alignment already. So we kind of understand our bodies. If you're just starting with it, then you do go to a prenatal yoga teacher who has a wealth of information to give you and it's probably going to be a more calmer practice than a stronger practice so I just offer that out to you so please whatever we share here it's not law please consult your midwife or your doctor anytime that you're going to practice anything new even if you have been a yogi for a while just contact them talk about it have a conversation this is not medical advice at all so it's a disclaimer here this is our experience we're just sharing experience of what has worked for us but um it's not law by any means but speaking of prenatal yoga one of the most 
amazing prenatal yoga teachers that I have had the honor of studying with is Sue Elkind. Uh, I met Sue while I was in LA. She and Naeem, who is my beloved teacher also, lived in Los Angeles. And I did a prenatal yoga teacher training with her a while ago. And she actually has a video, also uh, a prenatal yoga video. Oh my goodness, that's a loud bus. It is via, oh my God, I should have written that down. I'll have a link in the show notes to her prenatal yoga video. It's via crunch, 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 crunch. I know it sounds weird, but it was, she has one there. And, uh, but get this. Sue is going to be doing a prenatal yoga teacher training, guess where? In Athens, Greece. Yes, Athens, Greece, yes. How cool would it be to go do a prenatal yoga training in Athens, Greece? This is going to be happening September 7th through the 11th, okay? Uh, It's going to be via this studio at www.nysystudios.com. So if you want to check out a little bit more, why don't you go to Sue's uh, website? Her website is Sue, S-U-E, Elkind, E-L-K-I-N-D.com. Go there. And if you decide to do this teacher training, please email Sue and tell her that you heard it from me. Tell her Elsie sent you. That is, her email is S, S, as in the letter S, as in Sam, N, as in the uh, no, S-N, yoga, at mac.com. Another email, another email. All right. This one is from Lena from Malaysia. How exciting is that? This is our first email that I am sharing that is not from the United States. Yes, it's a world wide, large podcast audience. (laughs) Okay. All right. So this is what she says. Hi, Elsie. We have been exposed very frequently to these inner inner spiral and outer spiral terms in Anusara workshops and at teacher trainings. However, when teaching in a class, I would like to avoid repeating these terms and sometimes students either understand or totally don't know what the heck they mean. I'm quite sure you don't use um, such terms in your podcast classes, not even in the level two, three classes. Hope you can enlighten me with more layman phrases to replace those terms. I'm helping my friends and doing replacement classes for her doing her maternity for the next two months. Thank you. P.S. I really love your classes. Thank you so much, Lena. Now, I'm not going to answer uh, this question here. <laughs> I've well, actually we my dear friend Hillary Rubin and I have just answered this question and lots of other neat little teacher type discussion topics over at Mudra Moments so Mudra Moments is our other podcast and you can subscribe to it via RSS feed in iTunes so you can search in iTunes for Mudra Moments or listen straight from the website at mudramoments.com I've already let Lena know that we addressed her question in Mudra Moments, but I thought uh, some of you guys may be interested in still in hearing the question. So Mudra Moments is a podcast that's specifically for yoga teachers. We're trying to build community so that we have a very candid and honest conversation of the realities of, of what it is really like to teach yoga, especially for new teachers, because there are so many things that we tend to want to know that... Um, 
are just not out there, you know. So that was one of the questions that we put out, and it's not specific to Anusara. It could be for any yoga teacher, but obviously since we are Anusara teachers and I'm an Anusara-inspired teacher and Hillary's a certified Anusara teacher, that we do, that's our experience mostly. So, but we welcome any kind of questions, and, and we're really incorporating uh, you guys also, the, the teachers now coming more onto the uh, show. So episode 13 is where we answer Lena's question. One of the reasons that I'm doing this also is that we can share, so I can share with you listeners stuff that you care about and would like to share yourself. So here's an example of that, uh, a little bit of sharing from somebody who uh, I knew from Los Angeles, well, via phone calls and stuff. This is in, via email. Hi, Elsie. I hope you remember me. My friend jo- Joni, she recently moved to Miami, connected me with you when we were looking for an Anusara teacher for Yoga Sanctuary a few years back. Now, Yoga Sanctuary, guys, it's in, in Las Vegas. And I remember Joni. Joni used to come to my class over at the Center for Yoga, now Yoga Works in Larchmont. And she is, uh, gosh, she was amazing. Coming into class, she would crack me up every single class she would come. It was awesome. So now she's in Miami. Hello, Joni. Hello, Joni. I wish you would listen to my podcast. I would love to hear from you. Anyway. Um, so, uh, you were teaching in LA at the time. We were so grateful for all your help and sent you something to express our deep appreciation. Yes, they did. They sent me, uh, yeah, they were very, very sweet. They sent me an American Express, uh, gift card. Ah, it was awesome. Anyway, anyway, I want you to know that I've been joyfully aware of all your creative efforts over the years, particularly your online classes. You are truly an innovator and have much to be proud of. Thank you. All right, so the reason I'm writing is frankly because of your strong online presence. I was hoping that you could help spread the word about our new studio blog. It's called Yoga Rants and Raves, and that is at www.yogarantsandraves.com. Easy enough, yogarantsandraves.com. As you'll see, it's fun, offbeat, and we hope it delivers a fresh approach to all aspects of yoga. We also starting started tweeting. Ha ha ha. And their Twitter handle is Yoga Sanctuary. Yoga Sanctuary is their Twitter handle. Also, I, I would also welcome any advice you have on increasing awareness for our blog, etc. Thank you in advance, Elsie. Oh, and I love the photo of you and your adorable kid at your site. Namaste, Marsha. Yoga Sanctuary. Las Vegas premier place for yoga. And they're also at lasvegasyoga.com. Thank you so much for reaching out to me, Marsha. And yes, I very much remember you. Thank you so much. Uh, I'm sharing with everybody. See, we have a big audience now. I did go to yogarantsandraves.com, and it is a very fresh, uh, offbeat approach to stuff. They've got these awesome like yoga videos that you can watch, and the graphics of the site are really great. They have a lot of really interesting posts. You guys should definitely check it out. They have... Really cool kind of like outlook on yoga itself. It's also really fun and lighthearted. So check it out. Uh, come and browse by it. Leave comments because people definitely love that kind of stuff. Uh, thank you so much for sharing. And um, yes, yeah, so if you want to follow Yoga Sanctuary on Twitter, uh, their Twitter handle, yogasanctuary.com. Now, as you know, Twitter has become gigantically huge in this past few months, and I spoke about it a couple of episodes ago on my yoga podcast. If you want to follow me on Twitter, my Twitter handle is yogeek, Y-O-G-E-E-K. 
So that means that that's my username. And generally, when somebody uses a, says a Twitter handle, it means the name that they use. So usually you go, um, when you want to find their Twitter a stream or RSS feed, because you can subscribe to people's RSS feed <laughs> via Google Reader, you can write twitter.com slash yogeek. And that would be following me. And if you want to follow Marsha and Las Vegas Yoga, then you would go to twitter.com slash yoga sanctuary. So it's kind of cool because you can follow these people like that or you can join Twitter and then just follow them all. But anyway, I'll, I'll maybe someday, if you guys are interested, I'm happy to uh, tell you a little bit more about Twitter and the way that I've been using it because I've been using it for a while now. Anyway. Okay, so here we go. Our last voice email. Uh, voice, not email. A voicemail of the day. And this one comes from Anne from North Carolina. Second one from North Carolina. Hi, Elsie. This is Anne calling from Chapel Hill, North Carolina. Just wanted to leave you some feedback and say that I'm so happy to have a new class up. I haven't had a chance to try it yet, but I'm looking forward to it. And thanks for putting up pictures of your beautiful daughter. And thanks for your class. They're great, and they get me through every day. Bye. Thank you, sweetie. Thank you, Anne. I think Hunter's famous. <laughs> That's two, one email and one voicemail telling me about Hunter's pictures. I know, I put her out all the time. She's just too cute. I can't hold her back. So you guys will get to know Hunter as I get to know Hunter because I have to share her. Anyway, I still have a lot more of your emails. A lot of comments and phone calls to share. Uh, I, contact, I contacted some of you guys to see if um, I could use your email uh, and please know that I will. It's just that I didn't want to make this a uh, really, really, really long show. So just enough to make it fun and not too boring. <laughs> so guys, if you want to be on the show or, say, or share something about yourself or something you are doing that you would like me to check out and even share with the Kula here with this virtual world uh, yoga uh, class, people, students, everything, uh, you can email me at e yoga class at gmail.com e yoga class at gmail.com you can comment at elsie's yogacula.com you can call me call me which is how i got all these voicemails on here 310-651-6238 310-651-6238 that is my google voice number and uh, you can definitely just leave me a message there and i'm able to download those voicemails and share them with everybody and, and you can also tell me if you don't want me to play your voicemail on the show please tell me and I won't do it um, but uh, so anyway there it is and it's so fun to hear yourself on the show how cool is that and it's easy or you can also record your own mp3 fancy pants all of you and send it to me and I'm happy to play that on the show you can leave me a message on Facebook also all right so please let me know if you enjoyed this it's uh, really another way that I can deepen our relationship and, and allow us to get to know each other better. So hope to hear from you guys. Oh, yes, yes, yes. One last thing. The third year anniversary of Elsie's yoga class, Live and Unplugged, is coming up at the end of July. So I hope to put a special episode together. Plus, get some fun giveaways, especially for you listeners, because you guys have been so loyal and so great. I hope to give you guys some really fantastic stuff coming up, so stay tuned to know more about that. But if you want to be part of the episode, send me a voicemail sharing with me a special time that you practiced the podcast 
or maybe something along those lines, something that, um, you know, was shared on the podcast, something that uh, brought a new insight, it would be awesome to kind of share those with everybody, um, to put it in a special anniversary show. So many, uh, much love and many blessings to you all, and stay subscribed.